What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate Today full of Nintendo coverage from today's Nintendo Direct. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. I hope that you guys are doing very well and to those live in the Twitch chat, I appreciate you for checking out the show and for being here with me tonight because we have a ton of news to break down from today's Nintendo Direct. Now, before we jump into that, this of course is a daily gaming news podcast hosted live on twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams where I break down the hottest gaming news from around the industry and I package it up in one tight, neat little podcast for you to enjoy live on YouTube or via a podcast service around the world of your choice. It's on like 12 of the things. I don't even know anymore. Now, with that being said, today I was trying to deliberate how I actually wanted to cover the Nintendo Direct, and I could have very easily found 14 to 15 different articles that talk about every single thing that happened, but I don't want to be here for two hours. I'm not going to lie. So I figured that I would go ahead and run down the highlights via one of these summary articles that many people online have put together. This one that we're going to be covering is from Chris Kohler over there on Kotaku. It's a pretty good one if I do say so myself. Now on top of that, we are going to be talking about stuff outside of the Nintendo Direct. We have Darksiders 3 already making back its development and its marketing spin, which is very impressive. Tetris now has a Battle Royale game, something we'll touch on in the first article, which is the summary of the Nintendo Direct, but something that I felt compelled in my heart to focus just a little bit more on, because it's a Tetris Battle Royale. My two favorite things. Uh, now, THQ Nordic buys the Kingdom Come Deliverance developer Warhorse Studios. That's an interesting purchase right there. On top of that, something that I skipped over yesterday in the flurry of information about the Activision earnings call, Call of Duty's 2019 entry is going to have a campaign, a regular standard single-player campaign like we've seen from games past, but of course, the Black Ops 4 chose to go without. And on top of that, speaking of Call of Duty wrestler, Booker T has sued Activision over character likeness in Black Ops 4. Does he have a leg to stand on? I suppose we will have to break it down and see for ourselves. But that's pretty much the summary of the news from today's show. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. First off, everything that happened in today's Nintendo Direct. Now we're going to take this one nice and slow because there is a lot of information here. The long-awaited first Nintendo Direct of 2019 hit today, and as expected, it was packed full of news sure to please Switch owners looking for more Fire Emblem, Mario, and even Zelda, which is actually my favorite announcement from the show. And here is everything that we learned. First off, Super Mario Maker 2 is coming to the Switch with slopes in June of 2019. Freaking finally, we can now create our own Mario courses on the Switch and Mario can finally slide on his denim-covered ass down diagonal slopes. Nintendo did not show off any especially wild new features for the Switch version of the Wii U game, but we did see Cat Mario too. So there are also many new elements to come in this entry. Uh, now, to break this one down, for those that don't know, Super Mario Maker is basically an entry in a Mario franchise where you can pretty much build your own levels uh, based off of classic Mario games. Not just new ones, not just old ones. Essentially, you make your own Mario from whatever uh, period of Mario you really want to create one from. It's a fantastic idea, and I'm also interested to see what they do with Super Mario Maker 2. I'm trying to dig deep and kind of come up with an answer as to what you could do to improve on the original formula because aside from maybe a couple of user interface tweaks here and there, uh, the original version of Mario Maker kind of covered all of your bases. It's just a genuinely good game. You know, it, it kind of gets the job done. So uh, hopefully, 
I'll be proven wrong, and Super Mario Maker 2 will be a fantastic entry. Uh, the good thing about Nintendo is that uh, nine times out of ten, they don't make a game when they don't need to make a game. You know, if something is fine the way it is, they'll just port it over, as we've seen with many other games uh, coming over from the Wii U generation to the Nintendo Switch. And so... If there was a reason to make a new Super Mario Maker, then I don't really see any reason why they would. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes sense for them to make one. So, hey, I'll trust Nintendo with this. Now, Boss in the chat says, I need me a Sam character for my Mario Maker. I'm a very generic individual. Like, literally, Luigi without a hat on and without a mustache. That's all you need. I'm not. I am not difficult to make. I'm sure you can do it. Uh, but... If you did want to check out Super Mario Maker 2, it is coming to the Switch in June, I believe, of 2019. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is getting remade for the Nintendo Switch. An adorable-looking 3D top-down remake of the 1993 black-and-white Game Boy game is heading to the Switch this year. We did not get many details about it, but the trailer confirmed that you can still stomp on old-school-style Goombas in the slide-scrolling bits, and there is also a gorgeous 2D animated intro. This looks absolutely fantastic. Now, for those that don't know, again, as the article does say, uh, this is pretty much a classic Game Boy game, one that has been emulated time and time again and actually has a pretty solid following uh, in the live streaming community. People really like to uh, not only play Link's Awakening, but also to speedrun it, and I believe uh, there is a version of the game with Twitch interaction where you can change up the runs that you do within the game, uh, something along these lines. It's, it's an interesting concept, but needless to say, Link's Awakening has a huge cult following even in 2019. Uh, now, the remake itself looks amazing. It's a brand new art style like we've never seen before. Uh, coming to The Legend of Zelda, it looks adorable, uh, number one. And on top of that, as we've seen from screenshots that have been circulating around Twitter, uh, it truly does stay true to its roots. It just genuinely looks like a great game. I mean, really, truly, if I had a Nintendo Switch still, which again, I got rid of mine because these games don't necessarily scratch the itch that I've got. Uh, but if I did have a Nintendo Switch, this would be a day one purchase for me. This looks fantastic. Also, look at that chicken, man. Look at that chicken. Look at all those, look at all, oh, I can't zoom out on the picture. Look at all those chickens. That's some good looking chicken right there. Uh, but regardless, if you are a fan of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and is getting remade all the way back from 1993 with brand new visuals on the Nintendo Switch, looks pretty good. Do not mess with chickens. Man Bear Zach says in the chat, you are right, my friend, you are right. Now, moving on, Fire Emblem Three Houses is slightly delayed until July 26th. Nintendo detailed a lot of the game's lore, including what the deal is with the titular houses. Looks like all the characters are all students, and they all level up and grow through a combination of fighting and book learning at school. Same. It's exactly what I do with my life. Uh, there will be a special edition, of course, and again, if you did want to check out Fire Emblem Three Houses, now coming out on July the 26th. Astral Chain, a new game from Platinum Games, will be out on August 30th. It's an action game in which you play future cops and fight giant monsters. Seems like it'll have co-op and Mazakazu Katsura nailed it. The manga artist known for Video Girl A. This is out of my league, ladies and gents. This is out of my realm of I don't I don't dabble in this black magic. Um, is on character designs and Platinum's Hideki Kamiya and Takahashi Tara nailed it. Yes are on the development staff. Uh, now, I have looked at a bit of this game. I have not looked at a lot of this game, but the first sentence really does get what I need to know. It's an action game in which you play future cops and fight giant monsters. I'm down. Platinum Games make some solid experiences, and I would love to see something like this on the Nintendo Switch. And hey, look at that. 
Here it comes. Uh, so if Astral Chain sounds even remotely like something you might be interested in, uh, then you can check it out later this year on the Nintendo Switch. Looking pretty good. Could be a big fall release for the Switch. Very good lineup so far for the entirety of 2019. Now the Box Boy series is coming to the Switch with two-player co-op. Time to get really mad at your friend as you play through 270 different stages in Box Boy and Box Girl on April the 26th. There will also be stages in which you play as Cutie, who is twice the height of Box Boy. There you go. So, uh, yeah, looks like a platformer-style game. Maybe, maybe a little bit of a Super Meat Boy-style uh, competitive play there. Again, don't even know this game. Never heard of it before in my life. Probably should have, since I'm hosting a podcast about it. Uh, but, hey, I'm sure it definitely caters to somebody out there on the Nintendo Switch. Now, Dragon Quest XI is hitting the Switch this fall. The Switch version of Square Enix's latest RPG will be titled Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There are two colons in this title. There are one, two colons. You have Dragon Quest XI-S colon Echoes of an Elusive Age colon Definitive Edition. Okay, include both English and Japanese audio and will also have new storylines for various characters. It'll even feature the 16-bit style graphical mode from the 3DS version that did not leave Japan, and Nintendo promised more new information on the Switch version in the future. So hey, for fans of Dragon Quest XI, coming to the Switch this fall, again with a ton of not only new features, but also colons in the title. Lots of stuff is dropping on the eShop today. First, there is Tetris 99. It's an exclusive for Switch Online, and if you're a member, you can play this Battle Royale Tetris game. Let's save this one for a couple of stories in the future. As a matter of fact, we'll move that one up. We'll move that one up. We'll get to that just directly after this. Uh, aside from that, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for Nintendo Switch will get a free update today that adds two-player co-op to each of the game's courses. There will also be 18 new challenges and five new courses via paid DLC starting today, and you can order the package called Special Episode now and get the first course, which the, the rest will be delivered on March 14th. A digital bundle is hitting the eShop today containing the whole game and DLC access. So... If you want to dive into Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, then by all my, uh, means, you can go ahead and check out the brand new update uh, with, of course, some new two-player co-op and other features coming in the future. Never been a big Captain Toad Treasure Tracker guy, you know, even just not even wanting to play it, just like looking at it. It's just not my thing. But again, this is why I'm not a Nintendo guy. I'm a PlayStation guy and a PC guy. I'm a gamer. Uh <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, Damon X Machina, the mecha combat game shown at E3, will get prototype missions demo today, with the full game coming this summer. The game is still in development, so developers are looking for feedback, and you can play the demo, and you might get a survey looking for your thoughts. Yoshi's Crafted World, coming March 29th, will have a demo today. It will include adorable costumes that are just Yoshi wearing a cardboard box. Uh, so, yeah. So you can check out the demo now. I know that I saw a live stream on YouTube just before this went live with 500 people checking out what Yoshi's Crafted World was going to be bringing to the table. And I must admit uh, that it looks pretty good so far. Of course, when it comes to Yoshi's Crafted World and Yoshi's Yarny World, whatever they're called, uh, they're pretty much just different takes on a platform style game. It's uh, kind of a, a 2.5 dimensional style experience. And it's something that really does uh, scratch that itch of an artist that's inside of me. Because for those that don't know, let me clue you in. I was president of art club in high school, actually co-president. I was I was sharing the role between the other person that actually wanted to win. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, that proves my validity as an artist here, of course. Uh, so if you did want to dive in, of course, co-signed by the president himself of art club. Uh, but yeah, looks really, really good. 
Uh, now, Spike Tiger in the chat says 2.5 is the average amount of Ds. I mean, 2.5 might be average for you. I think like maybe maybe 9 or 10 for me. Just just, just saying. I, I tried to make it a, a dig joke, but it didn't work out. Uh, Final Fantasy IX is also coming to the eShop today with Final Fantasy VII close behind on March the 26th. No word on other Final Fantasies. Uh, that are being boarded to the Switch, but of course, 9 and 7 are two of the most notoriously popular Final Fantasy games, so it could be pretty good if you are a fan of Final Fantasy to be able to play them on the Nintendo Switch on the go, on the train, on the plane, wherever you might sit down and switch it up a little bit. You can now play Final Fantasy 9 and again, Final Fantasy 7 coming close behind on March the 26th. Now, of course, there were tons of other new announcements and new content announced at the show, including Disney Sum Sum Festival coming from Bandai Namco. Many different four-player minigames playable locally and online, and you can play what looks like a straight-up port of the mobile version of the game. Oh, boy. Oninaki is a new action RPG from the developers of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere. Now you've got my attention. The character must jump back and forth between the living world and beyond to find lost souls to rescue who give you new powers, and it's coming later on this summer. Rune Factory 4 Special has been remastered for the Nintendo Switch coming later this year, and Rune Factory 5 is also in development. Starlink Battle for Atlas is getting more Star Fox-related content in this spring update. You'll be able to play as Falco, Peppy, and Slippy and take on the members of Star Wolf in the new battles in April. That's a pretty cool content addition. I must admit that Starlink Battle for Atlas has done well for itself in a game that is completely and totally playing off of the nostalgia of Star Fox fans. It's amazing to me to see what this game has done. Uh, but if you are a fan of the game and if you're a fan of Star Fox, you might want to check out the new content coming later in the spring. And of course, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is getting a version 3.0 update this spring. No details on what that will include, but the DLC character Joker from Persona is officially coming in April. And now we have a ton of new release dates because this is my bread and butter. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order is coming in the summer. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night nice is coming out in the summer as well dragon quest builders 2 is coming july 12th dead by daylight interesting new addition to the switch lineup is coming this fall delta rune is coming february the 28th of course the uh spiritual successor slash sequel to undertale the incredibly popular indie game uh, so that would be pretty good and on top of that i believe the first chapter of undertale is also going to be free on the nintendo switch for those that are fans of that specific game grid autosport is coming in the summer hellblade sinuous sacrifice a game that i never thought would come to the switch just because of the nature of the experience itself but hey what am I to say and judge? Uh, is coming in the spring. Mortal Kombat 11 is coming April the 23rd. Unravel 2 is coming March 22nd. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, the rumored game uh, that we have been talking about on Caffeinate for the past couple of weeks, is now officially coming out on May the 21st, marking Assassin's Creed's first entry on the Nintendo Switch. And Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody is coming on March the 20th. Out of all of the announcements, Chuck Hobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody is obviously the biggest news from this Nintendo Direct. And of course, the developers of Bayonetta 3 are reportedly hard at work according to the official announcement. Uh, so there you have it. That's pretty much everything announced from this month's Nintendo Direct. And overall, pretty solid show. I mean, we had a lot of rumors circulating, but without a doubt, I mean, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, the biggest piece of news is actually Zelda Link's Awakening getting remade. I think that is that is fantastic. I mean, look at this artwork. Look at this artwork. This is absolutely stunning. 
whenever you look at what this actually is and what this means for longtime Nintendo Switch fans and Nintendo fans in general, uh, overall, the way they have remastered this game, the way they have really honed in on what the game actually means at its core, and uh, and to really recreate those core gameplay mechanics with a fresh coat of paint and with a brand new art style is something that is just is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, look at this gameplay. It is just... It is Nintendo in its most pure and beautiful form. I love, love this so much. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be watching this uh, without a doubt because, again, I don't have a Nintendo Switch. So if I did, I would without a doubt be playing this. However, when it comes to the classic Legend of Zelda experience uh, from Link's Awakening, this is just, I love it. I love everything about it. So kudos to Nintendo for, uh, number one, skipping a January Direct, but also actually fulfilling fans' expectations with the February Direct, because normally uh, those don't coincide. Normally it's you skip a Direct and everybody's disappointed, but now it's like you skip a Direct and hey, it doesn't suck. That's awesome. Uh, so... If you did want to check out any of these games, they are all coming out within around uh, the span of 2019. Uh, so again, big year for Nintendo, one that could definitely pay off in the long run, and one that I am very, very excited to at least watch from the sidelines and clap along. Because uh, one thing that I do want to point out here, a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, I didn't see X announced during the Nintendo Direct, or I didn't see my favorite game franchise make a giant comeback from the Nintendo Direct. Let people enjoy things, you know, you have so much hate rolling around on Twitter and you have so much animosity towards other people, just allow people to find joy in the smallest things in a world that's so bleak nine times out of ten. Uh, but, like see, Man, Man Bear Zack in the chat says, so much salt about the lack of Pokemon, exactly, like there is so much fantastic news, but there is always going to be one little sourpuss on Twitter shitting on everybody else's good time, don't be that guy, just saying. So now, with all of that being said, let's look at the announcement that really kind of struck me uh, with a little bit more detail. Tetris is now a Battle Royale game exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Tetris 99 pits you against 98 other opponents until there is one winner. What's your favorite loadout for Tetris 99? Forget Apex Legends, there's another new free-to-play Battle Royale game out right now, and that is Tetris 99. This version of the classic puzzle game is launching today on the Nintendo Switch, with 99 players trying to outlast each other. Players can attack each other with garbage that pushes you closer to the top of the screen and out of the game. You rack up KO badges for each opponent you knock out, and Nintendo promises there will be online events soon. Announced today during the Nintendo Direct stream, it's available exclusively for Nintendo Switch Online members, and I will say... This looks interesting to say the least. So again, this is a Battle Royale Tetris game uh, that is, quite frankly, something that has been joked about before. I mean, it's something that people have poked fun at where it's like, what's next, Battle Royale Pac-Man? What's next, Battle Royale Tetris? Yes, actually, you are legitimately getting Battle Royale Tetris. Uh, now, I poke fun at this as well because, again, who would have ever thought this is something that actually is going to be coming out in 2019? But, but... I love Tetris. I absolutely adore Tetris. I mean, if it comes down to, Sam, you have to choose one specific game to play for the rest of your life, it would be some iteration of Tetris. It is just something that really does scratch my itch, so to speak. I've been throwing that metaphor around a lot. I'm very itchy tonight, apparently. Uh, but still, just something that is so, so fun and so 
just satisfying whenever you get an entire Tetris. Uh, but overall, if you did want to dive in again, the game is free right now for Nintendo Switch Online members, uh, and that is their online subscription service that is supposed to rival PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold, but largely lacks in those regards. Uh, but it's fantastic in my opinion. Now, Man Bear Zag says, I genuinely love this idea though. Not enough to buy a Switch, but it's the only thing announced that made me look at Switch prices. It truly is a, a, a fantastic idea. Now, I'm with you. I wouldn't be buying a Nintendo Switch because of this specific game, but still, it's a fun idea and one that I think really does showcase what the Battle Royale genre is doing, because even if this isn't a large, you know, swath of success for Tetris overall, it's making developers think, you know, because without innovation in any kind of way, shape, or form, the industry and any kind of industry uh, becomes kind of stagnant, and they begin to just repeat what they've been doing year after year, decade after decade. But with stuff like Battle Royale beginning to rise to the top, developers are trying to push their own uh, franchises and their own IPs to the next level and try and change what they've been doing, and I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, innovation just brings more innovation, and competition brings pretty much new innovation. It's a big, big cycle, as we all kind of know and love. Uh, so if you did want to dive in and check out the Battle Royale Tetris game, it is free right now on the Nintendo Switch. So get in there while the servers are still marginally populated and get into a full game of 99. Because I doubt that'll last too long. Now moving on to the next story of the day, Darksiders 3 has already made back its development and its marketing spin. As THQ Nordic closes out a quarter that saw it acquire both Coffee Stain and Bugbear Studios. By the way, quick aside, Coffee Stain is a fantastic development studio. Makers of Tiny and Big Grandpa's Leftovers, a game that any kind of PC owner should play. Just, just stunning. Just absolutely stunning. Uh, now, the company reports that it and its subsidiaries have a grand total of 77 games currently in development at the close of its fourth quarter on December 31st, 2018. The company's most recent financial report outlines the results of both the fourth quarter of its fiscal year and the 12-month period spanning January to December 2018, though this fiscal year will have a fifth quarter as THQ Nordic works to shift its calendar to an April-March year. For just THQ Nordic, Darksiders 3 drove a 38% year-over-year increase in sales to SEK, $352 million, which was about $38 million, and was able to recoup the money spent on both development and marketing within only a month and a half of its release. Uh, now again, more figures are given as we go down, but that pretty much hits the big highlight here before we dive into the next big thing. Uh, but with that being said, to see this game do so incredibly well after getting relatively average reviews uh, definitely signifies to me that THQ Nordic is doing a very impressive thing, and that thing is being able to take games that wouldn't necessarily be traditional successes and really push them to the next level. And Darksiders 3, between the marketing campaign that it pushed and also the fact that it's building on the foundation of the first two games, uh, really is performing incredibly well in comparison to people's expectations going into it. Uh, so, if you haven't played the game, it does build off of the hack-and-slash God of War-style action that the first couple of games had, uh, but it definitely is a change of pace to where it's more of a Dark Souls-esque kind, of, uh, kind of fighting and combat, uh, but one that is definitely worth at least looking at, checking out some gameplay, uh, because obviously it's doing fairly well if it's already recouped its actual spend. I mean, that's something that's incredibly impressive and pretty much almost signs the line on a Darksiders 4. I couldn't imagine them not doing it after having a you know, such a huge level of success like we've seen with this. Again, recouping its funds just about two months after its launch. Crazy amount of success there. Crazy amount of success. Also, Domin in the chat. What's going on? Welcome on in. 
Moving on to something that is related to THQ Nordic, because they have bought Kingdom Come Deliverance developer Warhorse Studios, and in fact, they're actually moving the company as well. THQ Nordic can cross another studio name off its shopping list, as the Austrian publisher has acquired Warhorse Studios for a cool, roughly $37.6 million USD. Warhorse Studios, based in Prague, are known for last year's Kingdom Come Deliverance, which has also succeeded in shifting 2 million copies since launch. THQ Nordic have acquired the team and the IP as part of the new contract. We began as a small startup with a handful of employees who are enthusiastic enough to join this challenging project, said Warhorse CEO Martin, that is a last name that I am not even going to try to attempt, Frivaldsky? Nice, I'm not too bad at that. We believe that backing by THQ Nordic and Koch Media will give us an extra push in our mission to bring exciting games to our customers and extend the frontiers of the gaming industry. Warhorse now join a list of developers and publishers under the THQ Nordic umbrella. These include Koch Media and their subsidiary Deep Silver, along with smaller studios such Wreckfest, Helmers, Bugbear, and Coffee Stain, like we just said, renowned for comical physics, the title Goat Simulator. In addition to this portfolio, THQ Nordic has also snapped up a glut of franchise rights, including Carmageddon, Alone in the Dark, Saints Row, Time Splitters, and Outcast. And of course, Kingdom Come Deliverance is available now on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. Now, this was an interesting game. Uh, when this came out, uh, specifically talking about Kingdom Come Deliverance, it was in a very uh, opportune time for the game because there wasn't a lot around it, of what I remember correctly. It was just kind of out there, and it was this strange game coming from a relatively unknown developer uh, that actually got a good bit of, you know, movement. It was, it was actually pretty well adopted uh, when it comes down to how this game would normally perform. And again, shifting or shifting about 2 million copies since launch. Uh, nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, that's pretty impressive for a game that isn't uh, pushing a big name that's already well known within the industry. So to see THQ Nordic kind of acquire the studio is not something that is shocking because it really does kind of hit that bill. It really does fit the demographic of the type of studio that THQ Nordic type, you know, they, they try and go for these smaller but still successful studios that show a lot of future promise and of course with Kingdom Come Deliverance being a relatively successful title uh, to have another game coming down the pipe is not something that I would be surprised at in fact it's just going to be pushed forward by the publishing of THQ Nordic so hey it's pretty good now spike in the chat says "Ooh, Carmageddon I had that on Windows 95 uh, I know Carmageddon from my younger days but I am more familiar with the burnout takedown I believe it was Burnout 3 Takedown. I'm more familiar with the Burnout games. On top of that, I believe it was Flat Out Head-On on the PlayStation Portable that I enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, but as, all of that aside, I love Wrecking Machinery. So Carmageddon, yeah, I'm down. Like, I, I just love it, especially in today's day and age where everything's so realistic. Like I want to be able to put a dent in the side of that car that looks like I ran it into a brick wall. And I, for those that don't know, Never mind. I was going to make a dump truck joke because I ran into a dump truck last year with my Ford Fusion. But hey, that's beside the point. That's a topic for another day. Um, all of that to the side. If you are curious as to what's happening with Warhorse Studios, THQ Nordic has scooped up the developer. And the future is certainly bright. Somebody needs some sunglasses. Now moving on to Call of Duty. Now this is a story that I skipped over yesterday because it seemed a little bit mean. It seemed a little bit... Um, inappropriate to cover this specific piece of news on the same day that 800 people roughly lost their jobs between Activision and Blizzard and the layoffs that were had, uh, which again, 
A lot more of that analysis can be found in yesterday's episode, but today, let's talk about Call of Duty. New details on COD 2019, campaign confirmed huge multiplayer world and co-op experiences. Now, Activision President Rob Kostich during the company's quarter call confirmed this year's new Call of Duty game developed by Infinity Ward will have a campaign. During the 2018 earnings call, Activision executives had a lot of praise for the 2019 Call of Duty game coming from Infinity Ward. Now, the CEO said the 2019 COD title will have, quote, an entirely new campaign, huge and expansive multiplayer world, and some fun co-op gameplay. And then, if I look even further ahead to what Dennis mentioned, it's worth mentioning again this fall's launch, I think, is going to resonate very powerfully with our community. It's an amazing game. Uh, now, of course, there is a lot more to break down here, uh, but essentially the highlight here is that there is, in fact, going to be a Call of Duty campaign for this year's game. That's something that is not shocking to me, but I'm shocked that it happened with this specific game. Uh, now, for those that don't know where Call of Duty has pretty much been over the past few years, it has been transitioning slowly to becoming something that is entirely focused on multiplayer. Now, we've seen much more of a heavy presence of zombies within every game pretty much since the first Black Ops came out. Uh, but aside from that, we've also seen the implementation of Battle Royale, which instead of having a campaign was the main feature, if you will, of last year's Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, so, with that not being the worldwide success that I think we were all kind of expecting it to be, it's clear that the team over there at Infinity Ward, as they are preparing for this year's Call of Duty, have shifted from uh, Modern Warfare-esque kind of battle royale to something that's more traditional in a way. And of course, there is a much better story to tell within the world of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, if it is, in fact, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. But... It very well could not be because there was a tease over the weekend, or at least yesterday, something along those lines, uh, where essentially it is teasing a police kind of focus for this year's Call of Duty. Now, again, that's just me reading into what apparently is a post on the official Twitter page for Call of Duty. Uh, but if they did go the battle, Battlefield Hardline route of focusing on domestic police work instead of something that is a foreign affair or even a, a, a historical affair of warfare, uh, that would be shocking to me, but also something that would make sense considering that we have the confirmation of a campaign. Uh, a lot of stuff to break down there and a lot more that can be read into that isn't confirmed as of yet. And of course, I I try and make this a news show so it's not so much me rambling about video games but more so me giving you guys the information. So with that being said, amongst the 800 people laid off yesterday and amongst the record-breaking year monetarily that was also accompanying those tons of layoffs, uh, you also have the little small tidbit that Call of Duty 2019, whatever it may be, whether it be Modern Warfare 4 or something else entirely, is in fact going to have a traditional campaign, which, welcome back, welcome back because Call of Duty campaigns are pretty much the only thing that game's good for these days. Just kidding, I, I love multiplayer. I'm never going to be able to get away from that. No matter what kind of games I play and no matter what kind of genres I get into, I'll always have a small piece of piece of heart. That's a gross way to say that for Call of Duty multiplayer. It just, it scratches that itch. Again, let's just bring that back one more time uh, that I really do just have a nostalgia for really because I grew up with it. Now, with that being said, uh, Wessler, wrestler Booker T sues Activision over character likeness in Black Ops 4. Uh, so let's go ahead and break this down first. What do you guys think? You'll have to leave it in the comment section down below if you're on YouTube or in the podcast uh, section of the show. You can hit me up on Twitter at Pretty Chill Guy or in the chat right now on Twitch. Does this guy actually resemble Profit within Black Ops 4? Now, again, this is wrestler Booker T. Now, from my personal take, I think there is some validity in this statement, specifically because of this poster, which is pretty much, it's just, 
it looks like it the resemblance is there that's just my opinion but again i think there is definitely some ground to stand on with that one now, with that being said, professional wrestler Booker T. Huffman is the latest celebrity personality to bring a lawsuit against a games industry behemoth, this time publisher Activision for allegedly including Call of Duty Black Ops 4 based on the likeness of a comic book character developed by Huffman. When seen side by side, there can be no question that this character was copied from G.I. Bro. From the hair, body type, and clothing right down to facial expressions, these similarities are too profound to be an accident, said Micah Dorch of the Dallas office of Potts Law Firm. Huffman is represented by both Dorch and attorney Patrick Zumo with the law offices of Patrick Zumo. The complaint, which is available to read in full on script, maintains that there are visual similarities between Huffman's G.I. Bro character from the comic book G.I. Bro and the Dragon of Death. Uh, quick aside, that's a sick name for a comic book. Just saying. And Black Ops uh, 4's Prophet, which is an in-game character, uh, a class, if you will, an operative within the multiplayer portion of the game. They could have drawn him any way they wanted, but they chose to steal Booker T's G.I. Bro, it reads. Huffman's G.I. Bro, which was based on an earlier alter ego, is described in the complaint as a retired special operations soldier fighting an old enemy he thought he had finished off years before with the support of his old military friends. Prophet, on the other hand, is a cybernetically enhanced specialist soldier in Black Ops 4 multiplayer who has replaced body parts with mechanical upgrades. But both characters share a similar appearance, each styled as rugged soldiers with long dreadlocks and a cap. There is no doubt that defendants copied G.I. Bro, the complaint continues. Booker T has devoted a significant amount of time and money creating and organically growing his GI Bro character, continues Dorch. That entrepreneurial investment should not be erased by such a blatant act of copyright infringement by a gaming juggernaut. Now, of course, it continues on, whatnot, and they go into the Fortnite dances and whatnot. It's just, it's one of those situations where there's a lot of lawsuits going on right now, so a lot more people feel compelled to take action. It's kind of like when you're standing in the middle of an elevator and all of a sudden you just get the stench of it, just a just an absolute shit cloud goes right up your nose and you're and you look around and somebody says and it's like all right which one of you did it and then so somebody's like I was getting ready to say it too which one of you did this it smells awful and so it's just like it's a it's a domino effect so to speak of people that are actually taking action now in the chat both man bear zach and music man say yes they look just alike uh, in my opinion yes i believe there is definitely something to stand on here uh, so this lawsuit very well could be one of the only lawsuits that we've seen over the course of the past four months or so uh, that actually could turn out in this man's favor how much money is on the line what kind of damages will be brought up in court that all is still yet to be determined because again this is just broken today but still, something that is worth talking about here, and something that I thought I would let you guys know about. But with that being said, that pretty much wraps up today's episode of Caffeinate. Of course, there was a lot of Nintendo Direct news, so that took up a big portion of the show. But on top of that, some other pretty interesting news. But if you enjoyed the show, be sure if you are watching on YouTube to drop me a like down below. On the podcast version of the show, I hope you did enjoy it. And be sure to subscribe and click that RSS feed button. Whatever you need to do to get this delivered to your inbox every single weekday around 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you need to get that stuff done. And on top of that, to those hanging out live in the chat, I appreciate you guys being here. Hope you have a fantastic rest of the night and of course i'll be back tomorrow on valentine's day for a brand new episode of caffeinate because we don't even stop for love baby we don't even stop for love just kidding i, I might have a date i don't really know yet uh, but we'll figure that out and i'll let you guys know on twitter because you can always find me sharing memes on twitter and updating you guys on caffeinate and other kinds of content at twitter.com slash pretty chill guy that's enough self-promotion you guys have a fantastic one i love you very much and peace